Alright guys, so uh, sorry I have to do this on the road, but this is, it seems like this is the only time that um, I can actually record one of these things, because uh, I'm so busy, uh, so I got uh, half an hour to kill on my drive to work, so we're going to kill two birds with one stone, we're going to record an episode, and I'm going to get my ass to work. So, uh... Let's give, give you a um, introduction of who I am and what drives me. So as some of you know already, uh, I was born in Hawaii, um, lived uh, in a town called Kaneohe uh, for the majority of my childhood and then uh, towards my teenage years we moved to uh, Waimanalo. So, that was a change uh, to go from sixth grade to uh, we call it intermediate school, uh, so we call it middle school, uh, to seventh, eighth grade in Waimanalo, and then to high school at Kailua, Kailua High School. So, um, wasn't a great student, wasn't. Um, I went through a very rebellious years throughout my high school years. Uh, thought I knew everything. Uh, thought I knew more than my teachers did. Um, there were some teachers that inspired me, and there were some teachers that I rebelled against. Um, and I'm pretty sure most kids go through that. Uh, I was a stupid kid, um, so came very sh uh, close to not graduating just because of my stupidity, uh, found <clears throat> a uh, want, a calling to join the military. Uh, I was really close. I wanted to join the Air Force. I wanted to be a either a pararescue man or um, a combat controller. Which are the special the special forces uh, units within the Air Force? Uh, when I was graduating high school in '93, uh, that's when the uh, Somalian uh, conflict was going on. That's when um, uh, Black Hawk Down movie that that happened during uh, my senior year. So, you know, anytime there's a conflict and America's uh, at war. It drives uh, young men to want to join, want to be patriots, want to fight for freedom. And that was me. And I saw a special on uh, probably the Discovery Channel or something like that where they featured pararescue men and um, combat controllers for the Air Force uh, so that others may live and uh, all that uh, stuff. Uh, really sparked an interest for me to be a special operative within the United States Air Force. Um, unfortunately, and it's not unfortunately, unfortunately that I couldn't join, but fortunate that uh, I got a daughter out of it, but that's the reason why I did not join the Air Force was because uh, I had a, a child at 18. So that was a challenge, and uh, my whole world flipped upside down. My responsibilities changed. My uh, my path, my 
path changed because now I had a child to to care for to to uh, provide for. Uh, I, if you know our past, uh, my firstborn was born uh, premature, so that in itself is a challenge uh, to have doctors come to me as an 18-year-old man and try to get me, not try to get me, but they wanted me to make a decision on my daughter's life, my uh, girlfriend, now wife's life, telling me, and, and it's a doctor's job to, to uh, preserve life, and the mother's life in a doctor's eyes is always going to trump the baby's life. So the doctors recommend, were, their recommendations were to terminate the pregnancy uh, to ensure that the mother lives um, and to have doctors coming to you in this time of high stress saying that you need to make a decision on whether we terminate the pregnancy and secure the mother's life, um, go with the um, birth and possibly lose the child and lose the mother, um, to have all that shoved in your face was extremely stressful and I grew up within that second and uh, made the decision and made the right decision to go ahead with the birth and uh, both are fine and alive and loving life. Um, so uh, that, the birth of my daughter stopped all the my dreams. My dreams now became responsibilities and uh, to provide. So growing up in Hawaii, um, you need to struggle. It's it's not an easy place to live. Even uh, 23 years ago, or you know, when I became 18, um, it's it, it, it's a struggle then. It's it even struggle not struggle now to live there due to inflation and cost of living and stuff like that. But back when we were living in Hawaii, uh, I worked literally three jobs three jobs I would go to one uh, there were some days where I work all three there were some days where I'd work only two of them but I had, I had three jobs I was employed by three employers um, in order to survive in order to provide and uh, it, it was a struggle but it was something that I had to do uh, so Anybody that says that they have it bad um, has no idea. Unless you've struggled, unless you've uh, been rock bottom to the point where uh, next meal, you didn't know where it's coming from, the next dollar, you didn't know if you're gonna be able to pay that rent, um, you don't know. We've, we've lived in, uh, think of a movie where there's a rat, not rat, but a roach infested uh, apartment. We've been there. 
<laughs> we've we've uh, lived in those uh, types of environments, and we made the best of it because it's what we had, and it only made us stronger. It made me stronger. It made me fight a lot harder for what we have now. It, what I have now, what we have now, is a is a process. It was a process of many, many years to get to the point where we're at now, where we're living, I'm working, we own a gym. Um, it did not happen overnight. So those people that think that it's just gonna happen for you, and sometimes it does. Some people have that kind of luck. But struggle, the struggle um, that we went through only made us stronger. I, um, I had jobs um, when we moved to California. Um, and best move of our lives so it was to move to California just uh, just to better our lives. Uh, it's hard to live in Hawaii, as I said. But I moved to California. Uh, I struggled. I was a waiter here in California. My first job was as a waiter. Um, I did that. Uh, then my next job that I got um, was at a warehouse. Uh, for those of you that live in California or Northern California, it was a grocery warehouse for Save Mart and Bel Air Markets and uh, Ray Rayleigh's. It was their dry warehouse, which is all the dry goods, and we also had the freezer. So when you started this job, uh, guess what? You're a low, lowest total. It was on a seniority basis, so you're on the lowest part of the totem pole, and you're going to work in the freezer. And that freezer was negative, I believe it was negative 20 degrees at all times. Uh, they gave us these special uh, suits, the snow suits <laughs> that you wore. Uh, because it was so cold boots and gloves and all this stuff and they called it picking so if you've ever worked in a warehouse you know what it is you we, uh, you had a specific items that stores would order their, their items and you went out into the freezer and you picked them you built a pallet of food and then you would load it on a truck um, as I worked up through that uh, I worked there five years uh, so by the time I left, um, I had worked my way up in seniority and I was actually driving a forklift at that point. So uh, that wasn't bad, just driving a forklift. Uh, that was actually pretty cool. It became easier. So like like anything, you know, you work hard, uh, you work your way up and things become easier. Now, if you're a lazy piece of shit, then things are always gonna be hard for you. And my work ethic, said from that from doing you know manual labor to this and that it just builds some work ethic it, it teaches you that there's always something better and it strives you uh, it, to always do something better to always uh, aim higher for that next goal because like I said like I, um, if you're satisfied with where you're at then, then you're never going to get better. You you have to be uncomfortable. You have to be not satisfied. You have to always um, want more. Uh, if you're you always want to to aim higher to do something more, um, and that's in all aspects of life. So, uh, which leads me to the the gym, um, in like and everything, bodybuilding, uh, powerlifting. 
always have to aim higher. If, if you're just going in the gym and you're doing your three sets of 10 on biceps and chest and never working your legs and this and that, um, you're, why are you going? That makes no sense to me. Um, if you're not constantly working your way up that rack, working your way to more plates on the bar, working your way to a better physique, um, looking at yourself in the mirror saying, um, okay, my upper body's bigger, but my legs are smaller, and then you choose never to work your legs, that makes no sense to me. Um, why wouldn't you want to be the best that you can be? And maybe the best that you can be or the best that you want to be, the best, the, the limit that you set for yourself, maybe that is it. And, and that's sad that, that you wouldn't want to uh, better yourself. Um, the gym was a, uh, a big jump. Uh, we, I jumped into it at really blind. Um, the internet is a fantastic uh, source of information. So I had no idea how to start a business, be a small business owner. Uh, so if any of you are looking to start a business, uh, go to the internet. Uh, the Small Business Bureau website, SSB, I believe it is. Uh, even California's and every state I think has their own. Uh, you visit the um, the state websites for whatever state you live in, and they're going to have uh, information there, resources for small business owners because small businesses uh, are what run America. And uh, in California, uh, they overtax you on everything, so they make it kind of hard for a small business owner to survive and uh, hopefully our government officials will wake up to that fact, but probably not. Um, that's, a, that's a whole different topic. So anyway, but um, there, there's all kinds of little things that need to be done in order to even start your business. You need to, um, if you're going to run your business under a different name other than your, your name, like if I wanted to be Daniel Burns' gym, then I would have no problem. I wouldn't have to do anything. But uh, they call it a fictitious name, so we run our business as Lamore Barbell and Strength. So you have to apply for a fictitious business name through your county. Um, like I said, check with your uh, specific state that you live in because it might be different. It might not be a county. It might be a city thing. But anyway, uh, so you have to apply through, for it through the county. And of course, everything has a fee associated to it. So be prepared to spend a lot of money. Um, so to apply for a fictitious business name, you have to apply, you have to pay the fee, then whatever local newspaper, you have to put an ad in a new local newspaper uh, for however many weeks uh, or maybe even a month, it depends on where you live and what their restrictions are and what their rules are. Uh, so that's another fee associated with it. You're gonna have to pay the newspaper agency uh, an ad fee for however many weeks, months, uh, it has to run. And that's basically the, to say that, okay, uh, Lamore Barbell and Strength is gonna operate under this name. Um, and if you own that name, you have this many weeks to challenge it, to, to say that, no, that's my name, and you can't do, they can't do business under that name. So that's what that's for.
um, than your local city. You're going to have to pay for a business license in your local city. And where we live, that license is based on um, sales, uh, sales of uh, product or whatever your gross sales are, gross earnings are. So basically, when you're starting at zero, it's going to be the least amount uh, of the tax that you're going to pay. Um, then if you want to operate as an LLC, a uh, limited liability corporation, or whatever numerous corporations or types of business uh, that you want to operate as, uh, that's going to have to go through the state. And that's another associated fee for you to file against. Um, that's basically an LLC, which we are, uh, means that I can't be sued personally for any business aspect. So they can sue the business, but they can't sue me. Um, and that, another associated fee with the in California is called the Franchise Tax Board, which is uh, the IRS basically for California. Uh, they require, uh, if you're gonna run as an LLC, to provide them with $800 right off the bat. Um, and that's to cover any ta uh, tax liability within your first year. And of course, if you don't uh, earn more than $800 or uh, taxable income of more than $800, then uh, that just basically stays with them and as a padding or they actually refund it to you. Um, like I said, if you, if you're gonna operate in another state or, uh, and don't take my word for it, because I might have done it all wrong, I don't know, but nobody's sent me a collection letter or nothing like that from the state or the county or anything like that and told me that I can't operate. So I must have done everything right, but you need to check with your own state and you need to check with your own counties and your own city and find out the rules uh, for you to operate a business in wherever you live. Um, and just prepare to, to spend, you know, a few hundred to a thousand dollars just off the bat, just to even get off the ground to, to you know, before you even start operation. That's all the stuff you're gonna have to to obtain. Um, and then, uh, like business specific, you're gonna have to buy uh, equipment, whatever it is. You're gonna have to buy stock if if you're selling a goods or product. Gonna have to have inventory. Um, we operate a gym, so um, believe it or not, flooring flooring was super expensive. Uh, just the it's, it's compressed rubber mats, and who knew that that was going to be so expensive just to uh, floor a gym? Um, so there's all these hidden costs, hidden fees, uh, all that stuff. Um, and I think I'm going to end it there. Uh, if you guys want to hear more about a specific topic or whatever, um, it's hard to just come up with stuff to talk about. So it's cool if uh, you can uh, provide me, provide us with some topics. Uh, be prepared for some, uh, some guests. Uh, we're going to have some guests on the show. And we're gonna interview those guys and gals and hopefully make this a lot more interesting than just me talking in a car. Uh, 
since this can get stupid and boring, right? Uh, but if you like it, I hope you like it. Uh, it's going to be on the YouTubes and on the podcast. So on the YouTubes, if you can hit me up with a thumbs up, comment. Um, if it, you're listening to this, the audio version on a podcast, uh, it would help the channel if you could give it a five-star rating and you do that through the, I believe you do it through the app. Uh, It just helps the channel get recognized and therefore more people will listen to it. And as we become more popular, we can step up our game on audio and video and just bring a better all around package for you guys. Uh, Hopefully we'll be bringing some some more uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at it as a secret. But um, we'll be bringing some more interesting stuff to the, to the show, uh, to the talk, the LBS talks. So um, I'm going to cut it off there. I don't want to bore you guys. It's probably been about a half an hour. So just me ranting and talking and bullshit. Um, so see you on the next one. 